This podcast is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Go to patreon.com slash Media today to help us continue creating new content for the Dark Age of Camelot community. That's patreon.com slash Media. Here's this week's State of the Game. Welcome to the DAOC Weekly State of the Game. The first question is AMK DAOC says, IRC still ripping or population pretty dead? Uh, IRC, if you're referring to the current IRC group, and I've I've talked about this God knows how many times on stream about how I hate calling them IRC because there's been like God knows how many hundreds of people that have played in IRC groups. But if you're talking about Zoo, Patar, those folks, they are still alive and well. Um, they're playing every single night and the population's okay. It's it's actually been better lately um, than uh, I think it's been in the past few weeks. Lots of action, pretty well balanced. Alb now has a BG in the evenings, which is great, or at least there are folks that are stepping in to run it during the week that are being like overly aggressive, not overly, not complaining. Do not read this as a complaint. I'm loving the fact that there are Albs on. But the state of the game is actually really good in terms of population. Let's see here. Uh, Fueled X uh, has rip logged in since the incident. So we can talk about that for sure. I'm happy to talk about the because the, it's it's public knowledge. It's not something that we have to shy away from. Um, uh, as far as I know, uh, Ripweed is not logged in, but we'll talk about that. Uh, Bammers is here. Hi, Bammers. It was a long time. It was a lot of fun tonight. I think we walked away with like, uh, was it like 70K, 80K, 90K? It's like 80K maybe. It's pretty good. It's a good night and a lot of fun. Borgio says the newsletter said something like some adjustments to keep focused combat abilities. Do you think that this could mean changes to climbing or something to siege? We'll get into that, too. So uh, to answer the first question is popu- how's the population? It's good right now. And uh, with the RP bonuses being pretty consistent, there was a little bit of a drop off before this most recent event for Thanksgiving. It ends the event for the Thanksgiving event. The turkey leg event ends tomorrow morning and then it will. I think the midwinter is it midwinter. Ollie knows more about midwinter than I do, but I'm pretty sure that that happens sometime around the 17th. So there will be a couple of weeks here where there will be some really, really good uh, small man. There'll be some good Zerg action, too, but I think really good small man, eight man action. Good for soloers, too. And then when the when the RP bonus comes back, it'll be even better. Christmas time is always nuts in the game. So if there's ever been a time to sub, I think it's now. Um, So let's talk a little bit about Ripweed. I'm not going to spend too much time going over it. I got something stuck to my glasses. Sorry, um, I won't spend too much time talking about it, but it will we'll at least go over it. And, and I, I've, I've got some I got an understanding of what happened. Um, so back on, I think it was November 23rd, Ripweed uh, was caught farming what we believe to be his own tunes in New Frontiers. These were not level 50 tunes. This was not RP farming. Let's make this abundantly clear. This was not RP farming. It was it was getting the kill credit. It was farming kill credit. Um, there also was no event, as far as I can tell, that was up at that point. So I think he was trying to complete the solo mission on his own. Um, but most of the tunes were somewhere between level 10 and level 30. So and he killed them all at once uh, in Alb New Frontiers. So um, as a result, uh, action was taken on his account. I don't know to what extent. All I know is that he was stripped of uh, somewhere north of 93 million realm points, which he was somewhere realm rank 13L1, 13L2, something maybe even higher than that. But he was he was stripped of his realm rank. So he's now realm rank zero. I don't know if he's been banned or if there's been any other action. I just simply don't know. 
but uh, he was stripped of his art piece. And I think coming from a person who ran with Ripweed, right? Like I didn't was never in his group, but he was in the Zerg with us. And he was like, I think I have no reason not to like the guy as a human, but he made a huge mistake and he paid the price for it. And I don't think that Broadsword's actions fell short of what they should have done. You RP farm, you, uh, you know, you killing your own tunes for whatever purpose. I think you deserve to lose all your round points. I don't think you deserve a warning. I don't think anything like that. That's just my personal opinion. I think that it was, I think the punishment was fair. And I think anybody who says uh, otherwise would say exactly the opposite if it was somebody else on, on mid or on alb that was caught. Yeah, he is so, he is, um, he's a loan enforcer. He does have the title of Ellie and uh, he, that title has not been stripped. So he's still a, technically the tune is still a loan enforcer. Now, whether he was banned or not, I don't know. It, it's not apparent to me that he was banned. I think maybe for a short period of time, but certainly um, his run points were stripped and cheaters get caught. There's action taken against you. And this is so there's a couple things to, to note about what happened with Ripweed. One is that it was I think it was first noticed in Discord or was first noticed by players who then appealed it. And second is that there are CSRs that exist. I don't care who tells you that they don't exist. I have proof. I know that they do exist and they do run around all the time. You don't see them, but they're there. So um, there are there. They do, in fact, investigate claims. They don't play favorites. Um, there's just so, there's mounting evidence to show that Broadsword is, in fact, incredibly fair about the way in which they um, they handle uh, people who do wrong in the game. Everybody from IRC to Hero all the way down have been actioned. So I don't want to hear any of this nonsense about Broadsword playing favorites anymore. That's crap, and that's got to end. It's The evidence just doesn't show that that's the case. You can feel that way in your heart all you want. I hear this all the time in the game. Broadsword plays favorites. Cite, cite me evidence that they, that, they, that, they play, that they play favorites. Show me evidence. Because as far as I know, people all across the spectrum of the game have been actioned for cheating. And just because you don't know that they've been actioned... You personally don't know doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Okay, rant off. <laughs> That's there's that. Um, let's talk uh, a little bit about uh, what was um, in the newsletter, okay? Because this is, I think, is, there 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 is some important news here. So um, you can see that um, very clearly here. Uh, Beeb, um, I don't know. I, I assume Carol writes this. Um, I think she puts this all together. There might be Leah might help out a, a bit or a ton. I don't know. But in any event, like there's definitely some teasers here. So we're going to read through it. We'll talk about it. So new new keep defense improvements, new projections for inner, new protect. I keep saying projections. I keep, I've read this a billion times and I keep saying that new protections for inner keep some adjustments to keep focused combat abilities. Um, they are bringing Mithril uh, back to veterans accounts. Also, some usability updates to the Mithril store. That is news to me. I've not heard that before. Um, the social uh, window display issue, that's been an ongoing bug where people are, are logging in and not not showing up automatically in slash social. It's been going on for a long time, and I think Broadsword should have done more to fix it sooner. But that's just a personal pet peeve. Um, I think they really could have um, we could have afforded a, a small amount of downtime. And I think, again, personal opinion, I think there may be more to that bug, um, because if it was just a matter of downtime, I think it's big enough to take the server down. That's just my 10 cents. Um, name matching slash command issue. Thank God you're going to fix that. That's awesome. And many more. So very excited about what uh, what Broadsword is talking about 
uh, doing here. So let's go through it one by one, and then we'll we'll get down to some of the other the other topics of discussion. So first off, uh, new projections for new. <laughs> see, I did it again. Um, I need more beer. I think new protections for inner keeps. So we've had this conversation on this stream and and during the state of the game uh, uh, Twitch cast, if you will, whatever you want to call it, talking about this specific issue, how um, there's been a lot of imbalance, especially during EU prime time with Herorius Zerg PVing empty keeps. Um, Part of that is hero doing things that I think are pretty unproductive for the game, but also um, the reluctance of Alps to log in because they don't have a leader and they're I think there's this mentality on Alb that if you don't defend the problem just goes away um so we again we talked about this like four weeks ago on the stream and I think that there's a bunch of things that they could do I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that I think they could do please in chat you know you can offer up suggestions this is actually a great place to offer up suggestions the public discord is a great place to offer up suggestions as is the feedback form on the darkageofcamelot.com website. But uh, things that uh, that have been circulated in the community that people have talked about, things like limiting climbing spikes, right? Reinforcing the inner, uh, diseasing tanks that are, I'm not suggesting that any of these things are actually going to happen, but these are ideas that have been brought up. So if you've got a, a, a Zerg of 80 outside, and you're inside of a keep and you're part of a realm that just simply doesn't have the numbers or doesn't want to defend, how do you make the fight fair, right? You limit the amount of climbers that come in. You might disease the tanks, limit the healing, limit some of the damage that they can do. Um, You know, all while trying to balance out this, what happens if it's a Zerg of 30 or 40 against a couple of really good eight-mans that are ripping, right? You don't want to... You don't want to give those you don't want to give unnecessarily groups an enormous amount of defense bonus, right, for just showing up and ripping everybody like you've it's got to be fair for everybody involved. So what does that look like? And those are some of the questions. I don't think oil improvements are going to help. Broadsword did a great job with trying to shore up some of the the structure of the keep, trying to shore up the outer oil. Um they made some pretty significant changes. Um, I want to say it was over a year ago. It might have been two years ago. But now more needs to be done. And so they're talking about addressing this whole Herorius issue is really what it comes down to. They won't say it, respectfully understand why, but it's really Hero that's causing the problem. And, and there needs to be a solution because it's killing EU prime time. And I think they're they're taking it very seriously. Some ad- adjustments uh, to keep focused combat abilities. What does that mean? I don't know. I really don't know what that means. That is a total up in the air thing. What are keep focused combat abilities, right? They've already limited um, interrupts from catapults and trebs to uh, roofs of structures. I think that was smart. But there's other things that can be done. Maybe they're going to introduce some new abilities. Maybe they're going to change storms. That could totally be it. Yep. So... Climbing spikes, Borgius says climbing spikes are the only ones I can think of as abilities or storms, actually. Yeah, I, it could be that they adjust. I mean, they, they did just make some pretty serious adjustments to Stormlord. But I think actually we're quite good. I have no complaints about uh, their tweaks to Stormlord. I don't know. Kind of up in the air. Borgius says I play heavy tanks and we really don't need it. You really don't need it. You're right. Heavy tanks don't need to, You don't need to have like two full groups of tanks climbing into the inner. 
Um, that's just not something that you need to have happen. I mean, in reality, what you should have on the opposing realm is diseasers who can very quickly take down those tanks. But I think the less climbing, the better, frankly. I just I think that there's I'm not saying take climbing away from sins at all. That needs to stay. Um, there are some hybrid classes that have climb. I think that's important. But you don't need people climbing in the keep all day long when there's no defenders. So and Broadsword does have the ability on the back end of the game to make these object these things dynamic to change. Right. They've proven this time and time again with things like population bonuses. This is uh, I don't know how heavy of a lift it is for them, but they can do it. Borgius says, but yeah, um, what screws with EU is the Zerg climbing in 10 to 15 strong and we can push them off. Yeah, because if you wipe their tanks, they're done, right? I mean, if you if you wipe the two the the two groups of tanks that Hero has when he's pushing into a keep, they're 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 done at that point. But you're you're saying they're not you're not able to push them off. See, once Hero dies inside of the courtyard and he can't be egged, as far as I'm concerned, the fight's over at that point, um, because there's nobody else that wants to call the fight. So, anyway, Legan says no. He gets pushed out and then he trebs a hole, right? So what do you do to prevent these big, these big, and it's not, look, here's the other thing. It's not just about uh, climbing in. It's about what happens when, when they're in the courtyard, right? Broadsword, a, a patch or two ago, um, uh, reduced the, the strength of outer keep doors and increased the strength of inner keep doors. I think that was smart because courtyard fights, it's way easier to defend in a courtyard. There's so many different vantage points in fights in a courtyard, that it makes it far easier and you want the fight to be inside the CY. You don't want the fight to be outside. So I think that's I think that was actually good. I think that gives defenders an opportunity. But there's there's more that they can do. Bammer says, as long as these changes don't affect solo sin play inside of keeps, I'll be happy. I definitely see the problem. and I'm happy that they're trying to fix it, but they just can't hurt solo sin play or I'm going to be so upset. I, I think that Broadsword is is taking a, um, a pretty open approach to this. I don't think they're going to be nerfing classes that don't really contribute to the problem. Again, you know, I, could I be wrong about that? Sure. Ultimately, whatever the final changes are, but I, I think they're they're pretty careful about that. Legan says uh, if he, meaning Hero, sees that there's a lot, he'll leave. Heroes ran for me when he sees that there's uh, more or equal numbers to him. Yeah, but um, in situations where, um, and by the way, this is starting to change on its own. There's a huge shift in the game just over the last couple of weeks. Alb's running during uh, EU and US Prime. Uh, that's balanced things out significantly. The mids are growing. It's unfortunate that the Hibzerg has lost numbers, but we don't have to go into that. It's it's good that there are that there's a there's a more of a tri realm balance throughout the game, and that is making an enormous impact on Hero already. And whatever these changes are, I think there will be a huge difference too. Borgia says, the thing is, Legan, uh, with having the U.S. guys be online for EU Prime this week, it's been fine. But when you aren't there, we don't have it right. Once hip casters are in and they outnumber defenders, the fight is over. Three more hip casters assisting uh, just slaughters defense. And the men, um, the men's in a keep is absolutely silly. Um, you fighting inside fighting hip casters as albs or mids mids. It's a little different because you got pack healers that can AE stun, but fighting um fighting albs hibs fighting albs is a, is a is is a problem it's really difficult and what you have to do is you have to get out of line of sight they can't stun you if you don't have line of sight does that limit the 
opportunities to defend. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, my suggestion would be wait until they come inside the inner, hold the balcony. But with two groups of push tanks, I don't know how you defend against that. I mean, I do. You can totally do it. We defend against the mids inside of balconies all the time on Hib, but I don't know without proper group setups on Alb how you do that, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. It's a, it's a, very, this is a very complicated issue to solve. But I'm glad that they're addressing it, right? Like we, they could have just turned a blind eye, and they could have said we don't get involved, like they have said in the past. We don't get involved in these kinds of things. It's up to the realms to figure it out, and like, hint. Spoiler alert, it, it kind of is up to the realms to solve. Somebody has to step up on Alb or on mid like Legan has. But they said, no, we're going to address it. I think that's good. Um, we can come back to this. Let's talk a little bit about Mithril. Right. In 1.127, there was a late announcement that they were going to start adding uh, Mithril to veteran accounts. Veteran being the the veteran accounts is the way they define people who pay for a subscription as opposed to endless conquest or free-to-play accounts. So the veteran slash subscribed accounts um, are were supposed to, back in 1.127, get some amount of free mithril. That didn't happen on patch day. They said that they needed more time to roll it out. Uh, for those who have seen some of the changes to the account center and the origin store many years ago, there's another component in all of this, which is EA. And I don't know if EA has anything to do with the Mithril. Um, I imagine that because um, all of that is... So there's two ways that I see this happening, right? One is that, and I don't know how technically it works, but either um, uh, Broadsword generates CD keys or account keys and gives them to the Origin Store, and it, they're like stored. And so anytime you buy something for the origin store, it like pulls out of the list of keeps that have been provided by Broadsword or they're somehow linked between the two. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if there's actually any linking that's going on. I'm not sure. But if there is linking between the origin store that and and um, uh, and the account center, I'm willing to bet that there's some complications there. There's probably it's probably a technical issue. So I don't know. It's not easy to get stuff to integrate with this game, right? Because if if it was, they would have built out a Camelot Herald XML like they had before they many years ago, which I think was broken or at some point was depreciated. But there's all sorts of stuff that have that's actually existed in the past that no longer exists in terms of features. Um, and they're working on bringing that back. It's just a smaller team. So trying to integrate things like free mithril might be a little bit more of a technical challenge. Um, then most of us just think it's just like a flip in the switch. Um, and then Mithril Store usability updates. Again, no idea what that is, but I'm really excited. Um, maybe it's the idea of, you know, being able to share items across accounts or uh, across characters that it might be one, one, one character per account items. I don't know. But that's kind of exciting because it's... Um, it's not like myth. The Mithril store is a great addition. It's been long overdue, but the implementation of it has always been, you know, they've done the best that they can with the infrastructure that they've had. So maybe they're just going to tweak it to make Mithril a little easier to use. Um, 
Borgio uh, says there's definitely been an uptick in mids and albs now that the relics are reset. Well, I think what you mean is that that they were. Yeah, I'm reading in chat that they were taken like Legan. Legan took them back. I think albs might have taken some relics back. Or did you did the mids just like pull them out of the keep and just set them down? I don't know exactly what happened there. Um Cybex says, sadly, this game probably needs hero at this point. Zerg leaders like him keep some people playing. That's true. But for every void that has ever happened in this game, there has always been somebody to fill it. It's ebbed and flowed over the last 19 years. And especially on Yuane, when all the servers merged and Hib didn't have a BG at all during US primetime for almost a decade, like eight years. I want to say that they didn't have a BG during US primetime. You know, and it took a while, <laughs> but now there's a hit BG and they're trying to run it seven nights a week, which I think is great. If Hero leaves the game for whatever reason, there will be somebody to step in or those folks that are playing will st- step from like this super casual, you know, the, the casual players that run in the Zerg may in fact become a little bit more competitive because they'll be forced to run in 16 slots or eight mans. Maybe there would be another Zerg leader. BGs are helping the game. Zergs, Zergs have always been like the the focal point of this game of the large scale fights. There's so much going on with eight mans and and small mans and duos and solos. That all has to exist in order for that sort of fight dynamic to scale up to the Zerg size. But the reason why you've got these keeps and these relics is in order to have large scale fights. BGs are the focal point, the center point of the game. I think they always will be. BGs are not going to go away. Zergs are not going to go away anytime soon, if ever. Um, PVP Mordred style event. Yeah, we've talked about uh, on this stream before about how it would be great to have some sort of arena instance that broadsword builds very similar to some of how uh, some of the shards and the way the shards some of the shards work the free shards by the way we don't mention free shards uh, free shard names on the stream ever we can refer to them as like free shards or fake daoc but we don't talk about names here um arlington and uh i don't know how to pronounce that name is that Al- um alcas alcas took the albralix back okay good I remember the dreaded Kazar Zerg. Kazar still occasionally logs in and plays. He hasn't run a Zerg, I think, since he came back. But I still see his name from time to time, a lot less now than I did like two, three years ago. But he still comes in every once in a while. Another issue is finding a way to bring players back from the free shard server. Lowering sub price might help. Lowering sub price might help. Also, catering to those players uh, might help. There's a lot of quality of life improvements on Yuane that make it a better place to go than some of these free shards. The question is, what what draws people to free shards? And it's not I'm going to tell you right now off the bat, it's not just about price. Price is actually a, um, a not an enormous factor at all, because the people who are over there had no problem. A lot of those folks who played DAOC for years had no problem playing 15 bucks a month. It's about and again, on some of these shards where it's classic, classic doesn't always mean like better. <laughs> People are finding that out. The one advantage that shards have, the one advantage is that they've got a a ragtag group of developers who volunteer, who don't need to be on payroll in order to make it work. And those developers are very talented, but they can do things that corporations and for-profit entities can't. So, you know, 
stuff stuff can happen differently. Also, they don't have to respect EA's intellectual property. Spoiler alert, they don't already as it is. So they do things that are, I think, against what Broadsword would ever do to the game in, in some instances. But what's but what draws people to shards? There's a lot of uh, events, dynamic events that are over there that draw people, right? There's um, instance fighting where uh, an instance gets spun up for 8v8 or for PvE events in ways that don't happen over here. So I think that um, if Broadsword implemented some like crazy dynamic fights that were dev run, like put aside this whole like you're favoring one realm over another. Like if you were at a dev run event over here once a week that ran all day once a week and it was like calendared out or maybe it ran uh, a weekend a month where the devs took turns running it or maybe they had some players, some veteran players get involved. I think there would be an enormous population uplift on Uane. Huge. Because that's honestly to me, like there's a there are quality there are reasons that people play Uane that are for quality of life, or they or they've just amassed a, a group of friends over here and those friends haven't left. But there's a lot more here than there is over there. Uh, Cyvix says last rant if this game does make it to Steam uh, it's going to have to make it noob friendly this game is terrible to start from level one on couldn't think of a game harder more difficult to start so I'm going to tell you that despite what you've probably heard I don't think Dark Age of Camelot is ever going to make it on Steam and if it does it w- it's a long shot they Broadsword has talked about it the language has changed over the years Broadsword has said in the beginning that they wanted to put it on Steam now that they've said uh, now now the language has changed to it's I think I'm paraphrasing here. It's Steam ready. Just waiting for the right. It's EA that's holding it up. It's got to be EA that's holding it up. I can't think of any other reason why it's not on Steam yet, because EA has the origin store, which is a competitor to Steam. It's also it may be so it may be low enough on the EA totem pole in terms of priorities that it it might. I don't know. It just might not be a priority, but I, I don't if it's not on the origin store yet, I I have a very difficult time believing it's ever going to make it over to um, to Steam. And there's a, I know EA is is now on Steam. That's a relatively new thing. And, it, you know, it's taking time for titles to migrate over. It's just it's the reason it hasn't happened up until this point is, I think, because of origin. That would be my guess. It's complicated. And I don't know if Steam is the solution to all the problems. Uh, last week or the week before, we talked about there being a huge disadvantage to new players because of the lack of documentation. This game is, I'm not going to say terrible to start from. It just requires a lot of um, investment and time. Thankfully, there's a huge community that exists that are willing to help people. And it's a matter of connecting them. It's a matter of connecting new players with veteran players, you know, the realm advisor system like you have to get people into the game and they have to know about it for it to work and i think realm advisors have been broken for quite some time i just there is an enormous amount of investment of time and effort and energy into getting into the game and the documentation again i put this more on mythic like circa 2010 through 2013 14 um when they had the staff but didn't put the at least I don't think they put a ton of time and effort and energy into updating it as I said before I'm wondering if they were just like well it's you know this game is now 
10 years old. Is it going to last another 10? But over the course of time, so many things have changed and they just don't have they don't have the, the manpower or woman power. They don't have the people to be able to update it. Carol's Beeb, um, one of the two community managers and Chilea, they've done an, a, an enormous job, a tremendous job in trying to keep stuff as updated as possible to try and um, build out guides and tutorials. And there's been huge help from player communities for people in the community, rather. Um, we lost one of those folks uh, a few weeks ago. Um, Grobo, who, who passed away, uh, was dedicated uh, to helping build out information for the game. It, there's a learning curve, but I think the answer is to try and connect people. So how do you get the game in front of more people? I think advertising is probably one way of doing it, but advertising is complicated and it might not be in the line item budget for, for Broadsword to do it. You know, how do you get into in front of people? I don't know. Origin, maybe. I mean, how many people are going to leave one star reviews on on Origin or on Steam? It's just a matter of connecting once people are in the game. And I don't know how you get them in. At least people who've never played before. But it's about connecting them with people who have played. And and building that network of people who can help one another. Yeah, uh, Grobo, unfortunately, Grobo passed a few weeks ago. Might have been maybe closer to a month ago. Really, 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 really sad. And very unexpected, too. Um, so, East, somebody said something about... Um, okay, so crafting is better on the other side, meaning on the free shard. This is the kind of thing that I'm talking about where they've been able to reinvent some of the systems. But crafting is way more important, way more important over on the free shard than it is over on live. They had to improve quality of life because in classic, you don't have all of these quest lines with all these custom items. They just don't exist in, in, in mass like they do over on Uane. Crafting is way more important on that particular free shard that you're talking about because you need crafting. You need crafters in order to be able to. It's so much more difficult to get a decent temp and way more expensive to get a decent temp built out. So that's why the crafting changes were made. Um... Somebody said something about removing limits to EC accounts. EC accounts are a teaser. Uh, it's kind of a brilliant, th uh, kind of a brilliant thing, and I can kind of recap my thoughts on this. It's just enough to give you a taste of what you're missing. Can you play as EC? Absolutely. Yeah, you sure can. Can you be competitive? Yeah, I think for the most part, you probably can be competitive. But the goal of EC, it's a vehicle to get you to sub. That's what EC is. It's not meant to be entirely free to play. It's meant it's meant to draw you into becoming a, a to converting you from an EC account to a veteran account. And I'm sure that internally Broadsword looks at those numbers on a, on a pretty regular basis. The conversion rate from EC accounts to sub accounts to figure out what they could be doing more. Yeah, from a marketing um, and and money making perspective, EC is perfect. It is. It's actually really well thought out. They could have they could have done a ton of things wrong with EC and they got most of it right when they launched it. And over time, they've perfected it and they've made it a lot better. Two things that would make me resub today. Transfer players from one account to another and transfer plat between realms. Transferring plat between realms, I think, is something that uh, I, I could actually see. I could actually see happening. That's a really I haven't heard that idea before, but that's really smart. Cyvex, that's re that's a really great idea. Transferring players from one account to another. Um, they've talked about 
being able to do that. And I think what they said was when they did all of the naming stuff, that it would be it would be too complicated to make that happen. I argued that they should because if it's too technically complicated to make the transferring of players from one account tunes from one account to another, that they should charge like an astronomical fee, like 50 bucks and do it manually, have somebody off the side that does it manually and it could be a profit maker for them. The issue is that by transferring from players from one account to another, you ultimately you lose out on subs because what are people going to do? They're going to take players from all these different accounts, the, the, the tunes that they love to play, and they're going to consolidate them. And they're going to they're going to essentially cut the, the revenue down by by making that happen. So is it a technical issue? Sure. But it's also it, it also kills revenue. And Broadswords, I don't think, is in a position I'm not saying that they're like struggling at all. I don't know the I'm sure they're doing great, um, but I don't I don't think anybody from a business perspective would want to see that happen. But charge me 50 bucks and then and then move. Forget the items. Just allow me to move, you know, give me a limit of tunes or require me to prepay an account for if I'm going to do it right. Okay, so allow me to transfer tunes, but make me buy a six month or a year game time card to make it happen. That's a solution. I see that as an easy solution. And then just by that additional revenue, then you assign somebody to do the manual work in the SQL backend and just move people over from one to another. There's honestly, they could they could just delete the character, recreate the character on live on an account, and they could like the CSRs in game could just change the stats of the player, assign them realm points. Assign. I mean, it's not OK, so you lose all your items in your plat, but who cares? Another idea, if you have one account, charge me 15. However, only charge me half for another account like a bot account. Uh, yeah, I think that's also a great idea, but you're cutting down on revenue that exists right now. People are going to have bot accounts, whether they pay 10 bucks or 15 bucks or seven bucks or or 15 bucks. Family pricing for multiple accounts could be interesting if it's done right, because there are lots of families that actually, in fact, I mean, I don't I'm not super experienced in like the gaming universe. Right. When it comes to how the um, how like the sort of what's the um, the word I'm looking for, how those sort of the family circles, if you will, or I'm drawing a blank here. But I don't know how many families play games as a whole together. A lot of them have to be MMORPGs, I would I would guess. But that could be kind of interesting because there are a lot of families that play. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of families that play DAOC together. I know that to be true. I don't know what it's like outside of the game. Um, it's, uh, f- fueled. Um, it's 35 staff. Is it 50? 50 mag? 48 aura? 38 aura? <laughs> Hold on. I'll tell you right now. By the way, there's a great little tool um, in the official uh, Twitch, uh, the official Discord where you could type it in. So uh, Mahler, Staff Mahler is uh, 35 Staff, 38 Mag, 50 Aura. I'll write that down. 35 Staff, 38 Mag, 50 Aura. 50 Aura. And I run a Caster Mahler and or Staff Mahler, and they're super underrated, and more people need to play them. Makes you makes you a better player for playing them. Legan says, you know what I'd like to see? Sup pot timer on the use. Five minutes. You mean prevent people from reusing sup pots see here's okay here's my take you're welcome here's my take on things like sup pots and cc there there's too many things that happen in the game so quickly 
that by putting five minute reuse timers on sup pots means that if you shear me, I can't get I can only get field buffed. It's how it used to be back in the day. It's how it is on the on some of the free shards. Like, I get it. That's fine. All good and well. But that fundamentally changes the quality of life balance that Broadsword has sought to bring to to Yuan. Um, there are there are fundamental differences and it's how it should be. That's an opinion. That's your personal opinion. It's certainly how it used to be. But there's so many things that happen, like the CC in Dark Age of Camelot, to me, is a little outrageous. There's so many ways to lock people down. Would make shears a lot more desirable. Yes, it would. It would make group setups really interesting. But there, I think there's been a lot of changes to the game. You could argue this point with me, that there's been so many changes to the game over the last five to seven years that have made uh, field buffing irrelevant. That if you make that one simple change, you've got to look at a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just saying it's it makes it really it makes it you got to look at more than just sup pots. It's got to be more than that. Uh, so AK extraterrestrial. So let's go back for a second, if we can, to the overwhelming investment required to get involved. Anybody I brought into the game in the last uh, over the la- in the last in the past eight years or so with my help and guidance bails because they feel so far behind from the get go. How do we combat that so far behind it's okay. So it's getting people up and running. It's it's teaching them the fundamentals of the game. It's not about realm rank or abilities or templates or anything like that. It used to be. But the issue is no longer about getting characters up to speed. It's about getting people up to speed. And I think anybody who starts the game needs to start off in the tutorial zone, needs to run all the quests, needs to read whatever documentation they can online. But I think they need to they need to actually like PVE. The problem is there's no support system in place for people who PVE on live right now. There really is very little. But in order to learn the game, you have to start from PVE and go from there. You've, that's where the fundamental part, like the, the, the basic components of the game are. And if you skip that process, if you skip that entire learning curve with PVE and the tutorials or the tutorial zone and running quests, and learning about the areas of the game and the certain abilities of characters and letting people try that out in PvE groups, then it's very difficult to get involved. I assume that the people that you've brought into the game, for the most part, you've probably thrown them into RVR. That's like, is for me, that's logical. But it's, it is this initial upfront investment in time, willing to put people through the paces and essentially what is solo play Right. Because honestly, if anybody starts a new character and brand new and you put them in the tutorial zone and you make them run quests, it's solo play. That's all that it is. There's you're not going to get groups. The last few groups that I've seen when I've started tunes and tutorial zones have been macro teams. <laughs> not a whole lot of advice coming from somebody who's running a macro team. Um, Extraterrestrial is not tutorial zone each and every time till it was cleared. I tried hard to instill the this is DAOC, not wow, go learn. Yeah. I I mean, there's I don't know how you could possibly. So here's one thing, just an idea. And Broadsword could do this. The community's really involved. Why not start a wiki page, a DAOC, not like the Alakazam, but like a proper wiki. They could host it internally. There's a whole bunch of I think uh, whoever does Wikimedia, right, has uh, I think they've got a whole back end that you can just like take. 
create a wiki and allow players to contribute and build a there would be tons of people that would be willing to do this but build a wiki for the game and allow it to be contributed by players because the herald is great and it requires a lot of work to just even even to just do this basic newsletter and don't get me wrong like this is this is really nice but this newsletter as like you know i mean it's there's a lot of content here but it takes a ton of time to build this and I don't know. You should you you would have to ask Beeb, but I don't think Beeb is like a full a full time employee at Broadsword, nor do I, th- I. I think Leah is. I don't know that for a fact, but like there's just limited manpower. You you got to. Yeah, like this. So let me open that up real quick. Can I how do I open that up without going? Yeah. So that's a this is not a great site to, to use as an example. But yes. I suppose like this, but there so this exists but it's it's run by fandom.com it's not run by um by broadsword and my fear is that the community puts in first off there's ads for all these other games but you put this um you put all this effort in and then fandom takes it offline that's also by the way one of my biggest fears about going and, and i'm not going to but one of my biggest fears about going to a free shard is that free shards tend to population tends to drop or they stop getting supported or interest is lost at least if I know I'm paying 15 bucks a month, that there's probably a better chance that 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 this like my character and all the hard work that I put in will outlast it. And it's the same thing for the wiki page. But that would be that'd be great. They should do that. Asybic says, here's an idea. What about a zone where all realms can PvE together until like level 40? I know this might sound dumb. Just thinking outside the box with this low pop going to take something. Um, technically, that's it's a totally it's a possible thing to do. It is. Um, Broadsword can fairly easily change the rule sets for particular areas. I don't know if they've copy pasted, if they copy paste rule sets for things like um, events on Pendragon, where they're like the 1v1s, the 3v3s. I think they might just have a template that they work off of. I don't know if they, I think they changed the whole server over to, if I recall correctly, they changed the whole server rule set over. But absolutely, they could they could do that. That's a phenomenal idea, Cybex. They've got to shrink. One of the things that I, I I think doesn't get touched on enough. Broadsword needs to shrink the game. It um it stinks because there's so much that happens or at least funnel people into a particular area. There's so much beautiful art and I'm releasing a video series coming up next week that goes into a lot of the beautiful PVE areas and these dead zones that Cybex talks about. I'm going through and doing like a um, a top encounter, top like beautiful artwork for each realm video that's going to be available to Patreon members. And I'll probably do some teasers for the public for free on YouTube, but they just have to shrink the game. So by creating a maybe a smaller area where everybody can PVE together until level 40 or something like that, that's that makes a lot of sense. And you've got to incentivize people to PVE, you've got to incentivize people to group or force them into a group you go into that zone to pve you're automatically forced into a forced into a group and you have to learn to work together and there's somebody on hand maybe a realm advisor list or something there's somebody on hand to help you if you need help it's not just download discord it's in-game chat there are people who volunteer to be helpers who are willing to help in the game to help people out 
Yeah, TOA is not a good example. So um, Fueled says, uh, look at TOA. A lot of encounters are broken. MLs are broken. And no one is ever there besides 30 to 36 or running what are now BP quests, right? TOA is gorgeous, but TOA is very broken. And I don't think it's going to get fixed anytime soon, if ever. There's don't think there's a priority to do it, right? Um, and also that code hasn't been touched in, I would guess, a very long time. The people who built TOA, and those are very complex zones and encounters, probably some of the most complex in the game, very difficult. So they did get away. Yeah, they did uh, do away with the team leads. There's no more team leads, no more knights. Uh, and I think that's, again, just uh, it's probably just a manpower issue. I hate saying manpower because the two community managers are women and they're amazing at what they do. The 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 person power involved is um, just a lot. But I, but here's this is the thing. There are a lot of community members that are willing to step up and help. Grobo was people power. There you go. Grobo was a, one example of a lot of people that helped and that continue to help. Um, but you've got what if you're going to solve the problem of building out all this documentation, right? You've got to first, like, there has to be a reason why you do, you embark on a project like that. And if you're not getting new new people into the game who have never played before or people that played 20 years ago that come back just because they're interested, if there's not this huge demand for it, then the resources are probably better spent elsewhere. But, I mean, I'm one example of many. I'm not alone here. I run ads for Dark Age of Camelot on Facebook. Maybe not directly for the game, for the stream, but any ad that mentions DAOC has the not, has any text about DAOC at all, is exposure. And I'm not the only one that does that. There are other people that run ads. Some people, in fact, there's one person that pretends to be Dark Age of Camelot and actually pays for ads on Facebook. I've seen them. That has a page where they, like, copy-paste, and whoever's doing this, like, you're, you're, I think, um, I don't think anybody's upset with you, <laughs> maybe other than EA, potentially EA, but you're doing a great thing. But there is somebody that actually runs paid ads on Facebook as if they are the game. And I don't think I don't I've not been able to find out who it is. I've asked the person. They just they're just a fan of the game. But um, I run ads for my stream and therefore the game. Um, there there are a bunch of Twitch streamers that are now coming on that are spending more time Twitch streaming from the live servers. But um just getting MMORPG to write an article or MMO world or whatever that website's called or getting an article in Kotaku is that's how you pronounce the I think that's how you pronounce the website. That's all great, but it's not it's not enough. And I still think, though, that the broadsword folks should should launch a wiki site and they should allow the community. They should build out a very basic structure and they should allow the community to contribute. And assign, just like they do for Discord, assign some mods that can help clean it up. Okay, enough about that. What other questions do you guys have? Do you want to uh, do you want to talk about what the current the current balance? Bammers talked. To, Bammers has probably fallen asleep on us here, um, but uh, I would imagine because he's got to be working really early. In fact, I, I don't see him here on the list. Um, but he was talking about class balance which I think uh, was kind of an interesting conversation to have. We were talking specifically about Maulers. Uh, Bammers has to work at three in the morning, he said. So he should be in bed in order to get some rest before he has to go to work at three, which is early. 
we're talking about uh, class balance uh, and Maulers came up and uh, uh, we're talking about the, just as an example, uh, changing the damage types on on caster Maulers. I don't think they need to be changed. I think they're fine the way they are. But we started talking about the cloak, the staff Mauler cloak, or the cl- not the staff Mauler cloak, the cloak for Mauler. On all three realms, it's a matter debuff. And that makes sense if you're a fist wrap. It's matter, right? I think I'm saying that right. It's a matter matter debuff. It's great if you're a fist wrap mauler. But if you're a caster mauler, it means absolutely does absolutely nothing for you. If you're on um, if you're on hib or on mid. And one of the small changes they can make is introducing loyal cloaks for maulers that have the correct stat debuff on them. At least one of the two for each realm. Maybe don't make it the primary debuff train or the primary assist train for, for staff maulers. Make it like on HIB, make it heat instead of energy. I would prefer it be energy, but probably for the game, it should be heat. And and uh, what is it? Spirit on mid. Yeah. Or cold. One of the two. You mentioned on your duo stream about the game is hosted and why lag is such a noticeable thing. Yes. So the game is so this um, all of the hosting spirit, cold energy on mid. Thank you. Uh, what is the least of the what is the less used energy train that Maulers do Maulers get spirit and cold, right? But which one is it that's less used? I think it's is it spirit or cold that's less used? Anyway, you can answer that in chat. Um, the game is hosted on Amazon EC2 servers or, or EC2 instances. Um, and those instances can be scaled up or down, at least the hardware the amount of de- the amount of hardware that is on these EC2 instances can be scaled up or down depending on um, what kind of what, what kind of population or what kind of demand is being put on the game. They can scale those up and down in real time based on population. I don't know if they have to. I, I assume they have to bring the server down in order to change the instance type. Some of these platforms that I don't know. I, I have very I have limited experience with EC2, but I think you have to bring if you're running as an EC2 instance, I think you have to bring it down. You can scale if you're if you're using like Elastic Beanstalk and stuff, you can you can scale a little bit easier. I think you can scale the database resources a little bit easier. But in terms of the actual game itself, the server, I believe they have to take it down in order to scale it. But they have, in fact, made changes, fairly noticeable changes to instant type instance types over the last couple of years. There was a, an instance with some lag, right? And I assume they fixed it because the only explanation that I can come up with on how they fixed it is by is by scaling. Uh, I don't know if the game is... I know that there is server code out there that allows you to have different IP addresses for regions. So I don't know if... Um, it's if each region needs to have its own server. I don't think that's the case. Some of the custom server stuff that I've seen written, um, the folks from DOL that built out a lot of this custom server stuff, they they can separate regions by threads so they can have individual threads or individual. Yeah, threads, not cores, but threads per per region. So anytime somebody goes into like uh, TNN, they um, they can there's a new thread that's opened. I don't I don't know how the internals like the the production server works, but DOL is written that way. Uh, I would imagine the server code hasn't. I mean the 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 base of the server hasn't changed a whole lot 
nor has the client. The client's changed very little. Very little change to the client at all um, over maybe the last 14 years. And so back in the day, there's actually a great story about how Mythic got their servers to begin with. I don't know if you guys know this story, but Mythic was so new that they actually didn't have the credit required. I think they went to Dell and they didn't have the credit required to buy or to lease or finance all of these servers. And so I think somebody, one of the heads of Mythic had to like put their own personal credit on the line or they paid cash for it. They had to do something crazy in order to buy all these servers. There was no Amazon. There was no, um, you, you know, you you co-located servers and data centers, but there was you couldn't just spin up an instance like you can now. So the servers, I know, written in a way that allows you to spread out the amount of demand to to different machines. I just don't know how they do it now, but they could very easily scale this up to if there were 5000 players tomorrow, they could very easily scale that up and and commit the amount of resources required to be able to do it. It also makes running the game super cost effective because you're just paying for resources used and and bandwidth and storage, right? Uh, so PVE server, what's the population? Like, yeah, so yeah, Quasi's here. Um, uh, and Pronder, Pronder, do you also play Geharis? I know Quasi does on a fairly regular basis. There's still a huge community and it seems a lot bigger than it actually is when you go over there because all of the Garrus folks are all part of a very tight-knit group. So there's a there's a website. Um, what is it? Um, what's Somebody's going to post it. It's Rob's, Rob's Geharis site um, that is a forum that's very active. I think they do have their own. They have a, a Discord channel or at least a Discord um, place where they, they spend a lot of time together. Geharis.net. Thank you, Quasi. There's this huge community. So when you go over there, it, there's not a lot of people logged in it's, uh, compared to like Uane, uh compared to the PvP rule set. But it's there's always somebody there that's willing to help you out. The bigger issue about Kaharis is that it really requires because of the population size, it requires you to multibox. And if you don't have the hardware to do it, um, it's not as easy to get set up and rolling especially if you want to play on your own, it really requires you to multi-box for the most part, or at least to have at least, you know, a few accounts running at once. But it's super rewarding. It's pretty cool over there. If you've never been, you get unfettered access to all of the zones, right? It's a it's it's very much like Mordred used to be, but there's no RVR. There's a few people who solo over there. That's that's great. But I, I would imagine it would require more investment if you want to like play on a, on a consistent basis, right. To have multiple, you really need to have multiple accounts. You could solo, but you're not going to be able to do anywhere near as much without, without having support or, or a group. Um, yeah. Like I admit, I'm scroll. I'm just looking back up in chat. I miss my catacomb zones, but it feel much better. It feels so much better to be where other players are. I, I do think nuking SI, yeah, et cetera. Uh, catacombs. I miss catacombs a lot. I'm really sad that catacombs is gone, but I, I, th- I think there was a technical reason why they pulled catacombs down in, in order to be able to insert the curse stuff. Um, I don't know if they repurposed the zone and like just changed the jump points in the zone. I don't know exactly how they, they built out cursed. Uh, I, I just, I'm not sure how that all works on live. 
if the zone I think the zone still exists. At least I've been told that if you have if you have a tune that's that's bound there and I think you can bind right that you can still get in there. Correct me if I'm wrong, please, somebody. I was I was pretty certain that there were some folks that were still bound in catacombs that could still get down there. But I've not personally been down there since the change, since since they inserted um, the zone exists. I'm wandering around a totally vacant burial grounds right now. Yeah, if you were bound, you can get in there. So they didn't repurpose the zone, but the portal boundaries are non-functional. So you'll fall out of the map. OK, so they reused. So, OK, so. The portal boundaries are not functional to follow the map. I, I assume that they did that. They just reused some of the jump points. It's not super hard to put new jump points in, but there had to have been a reason, right? And it's not just about focusing PVE. I mean, you, there's so many dungeons that exist. It's it's not about it's not about funneling people into a particular area. It might be there. There may have been because of the currency change when they switched over to BPs. It may be a huge lift to try and remap or redo that entire zone and all the mobs within the zone to drop like updated currency or drop BPs or something. I mean, I know they did it for DF. They changed uh, DF around a little bit, but most of that was higher level mobs. There's like a handful of them. That might that might also be the reason why a dev supposedly can port you there. Yeah, I mean, if, if, it, if the zone still exists, it's, it's not difficult to bring people there. Um, a dev can go to... Whether they go to um, any, like they go to a new zone ID, like they can go to the zone ID, they can go to a particular player at any point in the game anywhere. Um, Beeb can type in uh, on her manager. She's She's got, I don't know if they, they title it like GM admin. I think there's different tiers of access. Um, but in terms of like her, she can just type in a slash command and, and go go anywhere that she needs to. She can go to a particular player. In fact, oftentimes she, you will, you'll notice on the stream and you might be able to catch her interface where she's going in and out of the interface, but she's got macros set up for um, for particular players and she can just it's a slash command to get over and, and essentially it drops her on a particular person. The new BP system is 100 percent why they've not brought it back. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of takeaways here. They can also teleport to an active ticket submitter. OK, there you go. Yeah, I know that they um, that there's a system involved um, the appeal system has a fairly robust uh, backend to be able to move things around. I think they have they've changed some of it, though, recently to force people to go to Discord. Right. I think they've changed some of the bug reporting, like the, the way in which bug report bug reports are handled. But the appeals process is actually quite cool, like at least the way it used to work. I imagine that some of that has been changed. What other things do we want to talk about? I've got, I've still got time. I've got plenty of time. Usually these things last for an hour and a half or two hours. We'll try and keep it under two hours tonight, but um, talking about teleporting, CSRs do exist. They are out there. Um, they have the ability to be able to see things in ways that can um, indicate as to whether somebody is, is, is hacking through line of sight They've got special tools be able to built in or built in so that they can see things that we can't. They see it in a completely different manner. So CSRs, um, they also have access to reports. They can pull reports. There's all sorts of stuff that they get into. And this is why this nonsense. So one of the things about fly hacking, right? Movement exploits are there's 
very few things that you can still do to the game because most of the stuff has been patched over the course of time. But things like movement exploits are unfortunately they still exist uh, because that's controlled client side. We've talked about, I think, on the first ever state of the game, we talked a little bit about that. Um, Broadsword has Z-axis, like they have reporting to see whether like a, a, a character has exceeded a particular Z-axis. So any time that that kind of thing happens or somebody exceeds a particular speed that they shouldn't, because there's a numerical value for speeds, for speed, um, that's a fairly easy thing to get to. So speed hacking and fly hacking and stuff doesn't really happen a whole lot anymore because as soon as it happens, people get caught. They also, the client has for years and years and years have detection for packet sniffing. Now, I don't know if there's ways around that. I don't even want to go into that because I will tell you right now that the last thing you want to do is cheat. The last thing you want to do is exploit because A, that means that you have a small thing more than likely and you're making up for it. And and B, also because um, it's just not the right thing to do. But there's been a recent example. We opened up the stream talking about somebody who got caught. Don't do it. It's dumb really dumb because you will get caught whether it's by the community by a csr by carol <laughs> who then has to write it up and send it in i would imagine because there's a separate team that deals with actions on accounts carol will tell you time and time again she's not a csr other people that do that kind of work but you don't want to get caught exploiting and and broadsword does in fact have detection methods in place does radar exist i mean I'm there are probably there's probably a custom radar app that exists out there that is able to do things. And I'm not going to talk about methods, but tech you you could, I guess, if you had the 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 knowledge, the programming knowledge to build radar. But it doesn't exist at a wide scale like it used to. Those days are long gone. If people are radaring, they're doing it in such small numbers that it it does not it literally does not make a difference in the game. Does it still exist is the question, because it definitely used to. Uh, I have no reason to believe that it's completely gone, but I will tell you that people who cheat are far and few between. you got a community now that has been around, a lot of us have been around for 15, in my case, 19 years. A lot of people have been around for 19 years, been, been there since the start of the game. We can kind of spot things that don't exactly look right. Whether it's kill spam in a region that doesn't quite look right, whether it's spotting something, sometimes we get it wrong when it's lag and we actually, you know, we think it's a movement exploit and it's actually a lag and then we blame somebody that we shouldn't. Sorry, Tunes. It, yeah, you could, you could radar, but the likelihood of doing it, the amount of knowledge required, there's a very small number of people that could do something like that. It, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't happen. It exists. The original creator's ban years ago. He still maintains it, but he charges like $100 for a license. I've heard that. I have no proof that that actually is true. No proof. I don't, at least. And I've done a lot of like trying to figure out, right? I've done a lot of like digging to try and figure out like how stuff works. I've reported a lot of geometry exploits to Broadsword. There's a lot of stuff that I do on the back end to try and get to like get to a, 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 very, a deeper uh, level of understanding for the game and i don't i don't i've never f i've i've never found this person i mean i know who who you're talking about 
and know clearly who you are, but I've not found any any um, proof that that person is actively maintaining it and still charging for a license. I could be wrong about that. I very well might be. Remember the big suspension a month after New, radar, uh, New Frontiers when they clamped down on radar use. So one of the ways, without doing um, without doing detection client side for packet sniffing, right? One of the easiest way to catch radar users is to put a essentially what is like a false flag, to put a um, what is a a, f a fake character, if you will, or a dev that appears as a character, but doesn't have a model assigned to them. So they show up as a as blank. The client doesn't know what to render, so it just shows nothing. Radar will pick up on those folks, even if they don't have because the 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 other client hasn't yet. Oh, Calibrex, thank you for the seven months. Greatly appreciate that. Thanks. It doesn't necessarily have to have a model. The radar, it doesn't necessarily need to see a model in order to be able to show up, show that person on the radar. Long story short, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of radar users have been caught by CSRs essentially putting people that don't exist in the game or characters, tunes that don't exist in the game, more or less. Kind of a really simplistic way of explaining it. But and then people and then people who have radar run towards them, like sprint towards them. And then they disappear and then they move the person. And if that happens after X amount of times and it's clear that they're radaring, then it's a it's a ban or a suspension or, or whatever you want to call it. Right. There's it's not a bug that allows radar to still exist. There's no it's not a bug. It, it's it, it's damn near impossible to completely prevent people from doing this because of the way the game is the way the game is the way the client is written it's it's a, almost impossible, I think probably impossible to prevent it outright, but they've made it so friggin difficult. Broadsword's done a great job of tamping people's ability to cheat down to where I don't I don't think it matters. And a lot of the people who accused other players of cheating, those folks were oftentimes the people were like they were radaring. They saw us through a wall. There's no way. So they're either modifying textures or they were exploiting using the ram bug where they dropped a ram or on a boat and zoomed all the way out and could now see over walls or could now see, you know, through like entire like the entire clip range could now see people that they shouldn't have been able to see because they were like up at 5000 feet. Broadsword in 1.127 fixed that by eliminating or fixing that what I thought was probably an intentional like the ability to zoom out at some point because people were exploiting it and now that you can't do that anymore you can't zoom all the way out and get a camera angle um like you used to be able to on a boat so that's gone lagdar still exists yeah lagdar is always unfortunately lagdar is always going to exist and no matter how much money i spend on this gaming pc that i built in july I spent, I mean, this is like an i7 9700K. I now have an RTX 3080, 32 gigs of RAM. I like, I get, I almost get lag more. I can notice it more on this machine. It's way more playable on this than my old Alienware laptop. It's way more playable and I can do a lot more at the same time. But it's, it's I can, I can, I can smell it from a mile away. Yeah. I know your PC is better than mine and I rarely notice any lag at all. I don't know if it's better than yours, Ollie, but. Um, yeah, why don't you, so ex explain what you're talking about F11 fun games. You talk, I mean, I, a lot of us refer to that as tab targeting. Um, you could F11, I guess if that's, is that the default 
or drop the cam dropping the camera oh oh f11 that's what you mean uh yeah you can absolutely drop camera i don't know why anybody would use that in the game right now unless you're doing something that you shouldn't necessarily be doing it was a feature that was put into place for i think it's it is useful if you once you're out of so here's the thing though once you're out of clip range those people don't show up so you could absolutely auto stick and hide but once you're out of clip range there's absolutely nothing you can do because your client doesn't render players even if you dropped your camera it's about where your current character location is not where your camera location is that's how the client sees it roof of keep palantones to aim at the hibcatas in the courtyard Good for spying on gated or I'm not talking 2300 units. You're talking about, okay, I got you. You're talking about closer, closer numbers than that. Yeah, it's great. I don't think it's an exploit, but I also, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it is, it's probably, it's, it's, you, I'm sure there's a lot of useful reasons. I've, I very rarely, if ever, drop my camera. Very rarely, if ever. Maybe just because I don't think a whole lot about it. I know it exists. I've, done it a million times i just don't i don't think to do it to gain an advantage i don't know use it in your bomb group sometime um so i haven't been able to compile enough evidence to report it but i've come across an interesting hacker some sort of cheat exploit playing a nightshade a few weeks ago and there was a hunter i kept perfect instantly LDing. happened again with a merc never anyone else have multiple times the same night been trying to figure out what's causing it not actually prove whether or not it's malicious or not a network failure playing a nightshade um a few weeks ago and there was a hunter i kept perfect and instantly LDing. okay so here's the question LDing, meaning that the character was, or the tune was still at the same z-axis that they were when you perf them, but their bar, went, their health bar went blank, and you were stable, still able to kill them, or did they completely disappear? What did their health? I think the the biggest thing is what did their health bar look like, and where did the character actually end up? Because that tells me a lot about what what was occurring. No, I mean, oh, you went LD, no. No, I um, I don't I can't think of anything that would cause that to happen. I I I I don't I can't think of I can't think of anything because any mo- so that there's very limited amounts of data that are sent between the client and the server, very specific stuff, and you can't push stuff to other people that isn't already in their client, right? Like you can't push updated models or. You can't tell the client that you are, are, I mean, my first guess would be like, well, you just like, you screw with the models enough to where it would cause somebody to crash. But that's not, that that is not communicated from the client to the server and then from the server to somebody else. That's all local. I can't think of anything that would cause that. I just, I can't think of anything that would. I don't know if it's a network failure, right? I, I, I don't know. It could be that something's happening on your end. Um, that is like uh, maybe that hunter is using an effect or using something, some kind of effect that renders improperly on your machine that causes you to crash. But that's not wouldn't be on the hunter. That would be on your I would try if that still happens or you see that happening again. I try uninstalling Dark Age of Camelot, completely clearing out all those folders, reinstalling the game from from the ground up and see if it still happens, because that. I don't know how anybody would exploit doing using that. I mean, I, I, I get that it's frustrating, but I, I can't think of a reason why that would happen. 
Um, if it always happens when you do a specific thing that crashes, it sounds like something in your end, maybe a driver failing. Yeah, it could be. Can we talk about snares like pin? Do all snares have no immunity time or just pin or only some? So pin pin is a completely different thing. Um, pin is totally different. Pin's on its own. Pin is on its own timer. Um, Mauler snares and pin, I think, are the only two that aren't affected by other snares. And it's not all the it's not all the Mahler snares. I think it's just the cone. I think it's just the it's a ninety degree cone. I think there may be item there may be um, an item proc, but I'm talking about uh, styles or spells that characters get. There might be a proc that's different that I'm not aware of. But pin is pin is a pin. By the way, is 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 way underutilized. As are maybe most um, tanks that peel. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm fairly certain that. Um, most of these uh, snares share their share their immunity, except for pin and and the the ninety degree mauler cone, and maybe the castable mauler, like the um, the pulsing one too. Um, I do not know about summoning AOE the SM AOE snare. Um, the all of the realms have a class that DD snares. So on um, at least the ones that I'm aware of, on Hib it's Eld, right? On um, on mid, it's SMAOE. It's a DD snare, right? And then on Albert's, it's Earth Wizard. And those do, I believe those do share. No, you're not talking about that. You're talking about just a, on mid, it's okay. Um, also underutilized would be the DD, the AOE DD snare, which I use a lot to, to, to either to be able to extend away or to try and suppress people pushing. PBAOE is different than AOE. So this is a PBAOE snare. I'm not talking about. I'm not saying. I don't know if you're if you're talking about on mid, uh, the eld, the wizard, the earth wizard, the um, and whatever eld, whatever, whatever spec eld it is, is it mana? Um, is not a PBA. It's a. It's a. It's a. There's a single target DD snare and an AOE DD snare. I don't know if that's the one that you're talking about on SM. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, okay. So I don't know about the SM PBOE snare, but there's a lot of people in here that play mid that could probably tell you. I don't know. I think that um, uh, we we've got it. We we need to at some point spend more time as as a game, as a community, talking about proper group setups and talking about uh, what classes fit and what combinations of classes can be used to build a proper group on each realm. We should probably do a very basic stream at some point talking about that. And how to use these abilities and how they interact with one another. Because on Hib, it's really easy. Bard, Warden, Druid, and then a combination of other, depending on if you want to run a train or not. Um, on Albert, it's a little more complicated. On Mid, I think it's even more complicated. But we should probably at some point talk about that, right? I would think. Maybe we'll save that. We'll do. We'll, maybe we'll invite some folks for the next state of the game. And we'll spend the first chunk of it talking about group setups on all three realms. Uh, AK Extraterrestrial says that'd be really helpful. It's been almost a decade since I played consistently and the comps are nothing like I remember. It's true. They've changed quite a bit, especially in, I would say in the last four, four years, things have changed quite a bit. Five years, whenever, whenever, uh, sp whenever speed changed and whenever healers and sorks, um, and, uh, was it channers were given speed six, um, it, it completely changed it had a ripple effect, a domino effect on on group uh, group compositions across the entire game because people were playing then um, support classes had, you know, people were playing different specs. It was just completely different. 
yeah, scalds, minstrels, um, they all got com completely wrecked. Um, even though they're still as important, they're maybe more important than they, they used to be, just because of on, on some of these realms. I mean, scalds, so mid's done a, a much better job with scalds than they had um, even just six months ago. There are way more scalds now in RVR than there used to be. Uh, uh, minstrels, on the other hand, are still so underutilized. Well, scalds got hurt, but I mean, he, he, healers are just healers are like the toolkit in the game. There's so much utility and so many different ways to play a healer. Um, I, I yeah, scalds got hurt a lot, but it the thing that like killed Alb, I think, in part was this idea that you could be really lazy and not have a minstrel in the group because then you I mean, you just like there's so much utility and so much there's so many interrupts and additional damage and all sorts of other stuff that you lost by not running a minstrel in the group. Hib Hib didn't get affected by it really at all. Because if you don't have a warden or druid, you you're running a bard in the group who can also back up heal. I'm looking at at um at ticks right now. I don't know um off the top of my hand, but I'm gonna look right now. So it is a um it is a spec. So tick healing spec is they have to spec rejuve. So you got flexible, crush, and shields, and then rejuve and enhancements. They do get a they do get a lot of skill points to be able to split amongst them, but still it is a you have to it is a primary spec you've got a spec in it there is a um there are baseline heals um so you do get you don't have to spec rejuve in order to get uh baseline heals uh but if that's what you're asking it's primary heals um uh no it's not at the level of primary heals the amounts are not anywhere near as high that they need to be uh, in order to be a primary healer, they're very, it's very similar um, effectiveness to a, a a bard. In fact, I think bards bards arguably bards could probably heal harder than than ticks could. I don't know if that's the case. So the the level forty three spec rejuve is a three ninety six delve. Yeah. So bards bards heal arguably heal way higher, like double, because the single target heal spec heal for bards is six sixty seven. So they're very much not a, a viable... I mean, they're good for backup, but they're... Probably the answer, like the answer to uh, bards having heals, right? Is to create a hybrid class on, on Alb that can also heal, but... So Cleric, Friar, Tick, yes. Cleric, Friar, Tick. Although Friars have some pretty solid heals. Friars, uh, Friar top line heal is 667. Cleric is... 667. No, they're the, they're the same. Clerics and Friars have the same delve. Um, 667, it's a two-second cast, uses 99 power. Two-second cast, it's the same. Friars, Friars and Clerics have the same spec heal. Uses a ton of power, though. <laughs> Should we talk about Staff Friars? <laughs> That's probably the next tune to roll out solo. I have a nearly Rome rank 10, I think it's 9L8, 9L9 Staff Friar that has a cursed temp and like is super modern that I've been itching to play and just haven't had a chance to do it yet. But I'm gonna get back on Staff Friar and uh, and play and play some Staff Friar a little more. Staff Friars, by the way, minstrels need to be invited into Alb groups or minstrels need to be required in most Alb groups. Staff Friars need to be welcome. Nobody wants a Staff Friar in the group, or very few groups want Staff Friars. I think does Pale Horse run one? I think Pale Horse might have a Staff Friar, but they're very few and far between, and they're fen they're phenomenal in the group. They're even they're even better in small mans because they've, they've, there's so much that they can do, especially if you if you if you 
you probably shouldn't spec 50 staff, but if you do spec 50 staff and you get X, X communicate, um, that group heal for landing a follow up on at any time is really nice. And whatever the 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 initial style in order to get to excommunicate also puts a hot on you on the, on the, the friar. Great class. Um, don't talk to me as to why they change celerity around. Um, I don't. That's sore spot still. Staff Friars were menaces. Staff Friar was my first character in the game on the Mew. My first character. My first character on the after beta. Um, I do want to talk about one other thing that irks me that Bammers and I sort of ended up getting in a roundabout conversation uh, earlier about this specific thing. Um, who remembers Minstrels and the the uh, Frozen Harp? When that harp launched, it had a uh, an egg, an AOE res. And after, I want to say it was some months, maybe six months, some amount of months, they decided that they, the broadsword decided that they were going to remove that and instead put a resist buff up that did not stack with the resist song of Minstrels. Um, I'm not really going to, I'm not griefing about what they replaced it with. Um, I want to talk about problem solving. And this might be the last thing we talk about unless somebody else has a topic. It's my belief that Broadsword nerfed the harp egg because stealth groups were using it. Because they also very in a very almost at the identical time or at some point very close to when they nerfed the the harp egg, they also removed or or killed the ability for stealthers to spec in the champ um, the champ res. And it was I think they ended up removing the harp egg on minstrel because there were stealth groups that were egging each other up in fights. I. If, you, if you're going, if if that ends up being a problem, if you implement something, and this is like just a personal opinion of mine, but if you implement something in the game, like a mini egg, because you think that there's not enough reses on Alb, and you think that, or maybe that's an, something that will attract more people to play Minstrel, and you give them an egg, and then find out that it's not being used in the way that you had initially thought it would be, which happens all the time. Population bonuses are another thing. The display of population bonuses Broadsword thought was going to do one thing and it had another effect. It happens all the time. It's not Broadsword's fault. But just because they didn't know that stealth groups were going to abuse it doesn't mean I think they should have pulled it off the class. Does it mean that you're kind of throwing poo in the face of stealthers by saying, yeah, you're the problem? I suppose, yeah, like by killing the egg entirely instead of saying, you know what, we're just not going to allow it to apply to stealthers. Um, I think you avoid that confrontation with the stealth community, but I, th- I personally, I think the, the, the right approach would be, um, instead to say, Hey, you know what? We're noticing like this was not as we intended. Uh, not only do we take champ res away from stealthers, but we're, we're also just not going to let the minstrel egg apply to other stealth players because it's not being, it's not, it's not how it was intended. Um, I just, this is one of those things that I haven't thought about for years that Bammers brought up. It is totally like an old, you know, um, a little bit of grief that I've got that I never addressed, that I never like, I I never went out and found help for this problem that I have where I'm just like really upset. No, Uh, I think, I think that there are other ways to solve problems. 
Well, with the full stealth group dynamic, could have been adjusted to give him and mid stealth a support option. Possible also being used to egg whole regular groups inside of keeps on keep takes. So instead of climbing classes, you could have whole groups inside. Uh, that's true. I never thought of that. That's absolutely could be. But that whole group would have to die first. I guess you could all sit down and die on guards. So don't make it available um, inside of, I mean, maybe put put a limitation on it. You can't use, you know, this that ability can't be used on ramparts, you know, or can't be used um, in courtyards or outside the inner of a keep. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's possible to be able to limit it. That could be. I never thought of that being a reason. Never thought. Or maybe tell you could. Here's a solution. You can't spec high enough in stealth to get climb and also be able to use the res. You have to be at whatever, wherever the climb is. Z-axis limit. Yeah. Z-axis limit. Absolutely. Um, or you could have just said, you know, you uh, minstrels maybe can't spec. You know, if you spec high enough in stealth to get climb, you're no longer allowed to use it. But CL res, right, didn't solve the problem, though, right? Because you're exactly what you're saying about CL res. Yep. Because heavy tanks or climbing tanks can still can still climb in and they can still use CL, CL res. Yeah. So it didn't solve the problem. Perfect subject for a DAOCAA meeting. <laughs> that one time where they nerfed that harp. I'm still not over it. I haven't slept in three years because that egg is gone. Um, the population bonus is another thing. Like, I think as part of this change, they should pull the display of population bonus out of the game entirely. It should exist, maybe in some way, shape or form, but it shouldn't be displayed because it's not it is. I don't other than maybe IRC and other competitive eight mans. I don't think it's it's done anything but maybe hurt the people that are actually willing to log in and play, because the second you see that and you're on an underpopulated realm, you're immediately discouraged from doing anything. I don't think it's I don't think you should be able to see what the bonus is. I don't even know if the bonus does anything at all. Like, what's the point? Uh, to, you're not getting people over there, over to underpopulated realms. People aren't, other than, again, competitive eight-mans, they're not switching. Just get rid of it. Yeah, Miz were at 70% when I logged in was prepared for Misery. Who wants that feeling? Just get rid of the bonuses entirely. I don't, I don't think they do anybody any good anymore. The idea was solid. You're going to try and convince people that they should, because you can't put in realm timers because they don't work. At least at this level of population, they don't work. Um, you're trying to convince people or encourage them to go to an underpopulated realm, but nobody cares enough. If you did like 500% RPs or you did some ass, and again, I would not because I, I don't know how it would work in the real world. But if you did some astronomical number that was just like completely bonkers, that might work. But still don't display it to people. Don't, don't give them ammo. All right. Any last, uh, last topics of discussion? What about bonus points in a zone? So like zone specific RP bonuses, uh, that that would work as long as it's equally applied. I There is a question about how you support soloers and how you support small mans right now. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Like the like the, the dragon keeper, the ghost keep. Right. We got uh, we got four four times the RPs on a bug, but all the action was there for all realms. I remember maybe close to a decade ago. There was a bug at a fight at Glenlock where somebody made like three million RPs on one fight at Glen. Was that a Fens or is that Glen? I remember there was a there. It just happened like once that I've ever seen in the game. Um, there's this 
question about how you support soloers. And I think that's really like where it might have been. Glenn, I, I was I was there for that fight. If you're talking about that, mo- I was there for that fight. <clears throat> there were a handful of people um, that got that got a ton of RPs. Somebody made like three million RPs in like one fight. I, I know it didn't stick. I, they had to have reversed it because it was absolutely wild. But I remember that if that's the one you're talking about. I was there for that. It dates you and I, right, about how long we've been playing this game for. Um, and it, it might have been just a decade ago. It certainly wasn't any longer than that. It was fairly recent. Recent. Uh, we need to find a way to support soloers and small mans in, in the game. We've got to find a way to support eight mans in the game. I don't think eight mans need as much encouragement, but solos, soloers and small mans need, they need, they need to have some encouragement to be able to go out and fight and not get zerg down and i don't think you create special zones for unless you want to do like instance fighting which is cool and i think you should be able to do that i don't think you should be able to earn rps i think i think broadsword should create an, an environment where solo or small mans and eight mans can go compete against one another and they get no reward for it other than the title of winning um but how do you what kinds of bonuses do you provide to soloers and small mans to encourage them to go out how do you prevent that bonus? How do you prevent BGs from splitting up into groups of four in order to get that bonus and all run together at the same time? Those are questions that I've had for a while now about how to, how to make it work. Dueling grounds with open chat. Well, I mean, there are there are shards that exist that are built for this purpose. And unfortunately, IRC has left for those shards because of hero stream sniping them. They haven't left entirely, like they're still around. But when they want that kind of playing they actually leave you in and they go somewhere else and i don't think it's a ton of work for broadsword to provide that same kind of service to competitive groups or competitive players whether it's solo small eight whatever um i don't think it's a super heavy lift and i think broadsword needs to do it sooner rather than later because if somebody else has opened that up and it's free people are going to go there especially if they're not getting if there's no ability to get sniped you can build it on you just don't give people don't award people our piece for it they're doing it for another reason entirely. They're 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 these setup fights, these draft fights that happen. They don't they don't do it to make RPs. They do it to see who's better. I think Broadsword knows that. The problem with having a small man zone is there's now less people in the RVR zone, which is why I don't think they should. There shouldn't be a small man zone. It's I think it's fine to create an instance in which people are able to go in and fight one another and have like open dialogue and open chat and have these setup fights where they're dropped into an area or an instance where they can battle it out. There's a great example of this on a shard right now that I will not name. Great example of this. But the the way in which you keep people in the active RVR zones is you just don't reward them anything for going to this other place. You just allow them to go duel it out. Like a, a dueling grounds, I think, is a great way to describe it. Because when you duel, you don't really get anything out of it, right? Other than pride. I think you have to have bonuses for small mans. Bonuses for soloers. I mean, increase the bonus for soloers that can kill multiple other players at the same time, for instance, you know, you get a one, one V two or something, just find There's gotta be a way to encourage people to go out and play. Don't nerf Zerg RPs. That's the wrong answer. You do that. You're going to lose people who play Zergs. You don't want to, you don't want to, um, you don't want to create conditions where people leave or people get upset there. If there, especially if there's other less confrontational ways to fix the problem. I think you just, you know, you you increase 
the R, uh, RP gain or there's something else that happens with solars and small mans where they're incentivized to run alone and that there are checks and balances in place to make sure that BGs and Zergs aren't abusing it in order to get the incentives that the solars and small mans have. Calibrick says, um, if I recall correctly, they give incentives to grouping by giving bonus to XP and RPs. They do. They do. But um, there's definitely like the the amount of RPs awarded. I think this was addressed in a grab bag recently, right? Where they talked about uh, RP, how RPs are awarded. I think it was in a grab bag recently. But you have to like besides I don't I think it's fine to give bonuses to people that group together. I just think there should be a higher bonus than there is currently for people that are solo soloing and small manning because the risk is a lot higher it should be worth it should i mean it is already you're making a lot more rps per kill than you are in a group you know you can earn with a 50 percent rp pot and a server bonus and depending on what realm rank you are with the bug bonus as well the bug pot bonus you can make close to 10k a kill as a soloer but as soon as the server bonuses go away or if you can't afford a 50 percent rp pot it's a lot less than that so solo quests are great. The the dailies are are a, a great thing. You know, um, they can be abused as we've seen recently. I don't think that's a common issue. I'm just saying. But I, I think there's a there's probably another way to do it. In addition to that, also this um you know it is the solo zones are absolutely out in new frontiers. But it kills me to see eight mans and zergs running through solo zones. If it's red, it's dead. I get it. Whatever. It's your 15 bucks. Play how you want. I, you know, it's all, all good, but it personally, like it pains me a bit to see a Zerg or, or an eight man run through. Um, the only time I think I've ever been in a solo zone with more than two or three people in the last few years is actually just was on the stream as of about, um, two weeks ago where a bunch of hip stealthers said that mids, there was a mid group or mid small man. I think it was like maybe just shy of eight that was camping the Alp solo zone. And they asked us to go in and clean it up. And all we did is went in and we killed the mids like the 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 Vizzy group that was sitting and camping and killing solos. Not everyone considers them solo zones, though. Even Broadswords does not say that they are solo zones. That's fair. That's fair. Everything in New Frontiers is fair game to Broadsword. That makes sense because you don't want to. um you don't want to like, well, because if you started if you started calling it a solo zone or creating rules that would prevent people from going in there, it, it opens the door to everybody else saying, well, what about me? What if I can't get my own zone or, you know, why are they so special? But I just, um, you know, if you run in there with a full group and you're if you're looking for RPs, you should probably find something else to do. Perhaps increase the RPs in specific areas if you are solo. Yeah. And if and and maybe that is a uh, who talked about the zone bonus earlier. This is a, a great um, imagine doing this in a zone uh, like a, a zone that, that is underpopulated. So if a Zerg is if there's not, you know, 100 players, if it's just a small number of people, you just you don't want to. That's the thing. You don't want to encourage the entire BG to run. I mean, they're not going to run solo, but you don't want to encourage the BG to find a way around these incentives by like either running ungrouped, which would be really dumb, but you could do it or running, um, running like smaller groups, but you could increase RPs in specific areas. If you solo that works too. Um, if they are strictly solo zones, then we need to move essences somewhere else for those of us who want to hunt them and not do soloing. That's a good point. I mean, there are essences on EV 
that spawn that are also they also spawn around areas that I think were designed for smaller encounters but you you you're you're making you're making the point for yourself <laughs> you're making you're yeah you're proving me wrong I appreciate that that's true Ollie you're right they do also there was a great mid fight um at uh, mid, uh, I think it was mid hib. I think Alb got in a little bit on it too. This was like three weeks ago. I don't think I recorded it. Maybe I did. I'll have to go back and look. Maybe I did. But there was this great fight on the, that little, just like the sort of destroyed, half destroyed, mostly destroyed little town on the east, southeast side of EV in the main area where like mids were hiding inside of rooms and there were like a hundred mids in that little town. It was so cool. That's what I would do personally. Set up bonuses. Um, so in the environment around Glenlock Fast will provide more RPs for solo players and reduced um, for group groups of more than... And then announce it. Extraterrestrial. Because that would be... That sounds great. Have it announced. But it's got to be like the more people that go in and gank or groups that end up going there to gank have to be like... they. There has to be a penalty for folks that do that. You, I, you watched it on my stream. Okay, then I'll have to go back and find it because that was so cool. That was so much fun. I think it was on Mauler too. I'm pretty sure it was on Mauler. I know Dance was on because Dance was the MA in the group. It was such a great fight. By the way, good time to mention, um, especially if we're going to wrap things up. One of the things I've been working on, um, and Todd, I've got to reach back out to Eric because Eric messaged me and I, I didn't get a chance to respond to him. Um, we talked on the phone, by the way. So they're, um, they're uh, a one of my best friends growing up. So, um, oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm still asking you how to pronounce your, your name here so that I don't, is, is it, um, okay, forget it. I, I, I keep forgetting how to pronounce ZZXII. Zizix. Okay. Thank you. So Zizix and I went to high school together and one of my best friends growing up who is definitely like, is, um, Zizix is way closer to, um, ZZX. Okay, fine. So um, ZZX is very close to and has been like lifelong friends with and I fell out of touch with. Um, he is a brilliant programmer and uh, I got to spend a couple of hours on the phone with him two weeks ago uh, talking about the bot. So I am working on a Discord bot for the game. In fact, there's already a webhook version of it on my Discord Moobot just posted about it. Latest keep and tower status. So you can go into my Discord and anytime a keep or a tower is taken, it automatically posts to Discord. There's also every 15 minutes a realm update that posts with all of the keep status and who owns it. Um, I found a really efficient way of getting the data out of the game and I can now do what I want with it. And so my next step is to build a Discord bot and I've been working on that. Um, and it's not easy and it's not free because the time it's taking for me to learn node.js is intensive. But um, the folks who support me on Patreon are contributing enormously to this because those folks are providing the extra little bit of income that allows me to pivot away from other stuff and work on this bot. Um, so patreon.com slash ramicmedia, it goes a little goes a long way. And if you guys want to see development of stuff like that moving forward, if you want to see custom videos, fight recaps, this PVE series that I'm going to release um, next next week, I'm going to start releasing it next week, which has a, uh, a tour of these really incredible 
zones that are like not traveled in the game. Um, the Patreon page is the way to support all of that work because it actually is a lot of work. So if you feel like it and you do get something immediately out of it because you get access to like, I think there's like 12 or 13 hours worth of fight recap videos on that Patreon now that are available only to Patreon supporters where we go through the biggest fights of the week. Oh my God, look at that. That is so cool. So Extraterrestrial and ZZX have now run into each other. That is the, okay, so this is how cool the community is. If you're watching this stream, now, <laughs> Borgio, if you're watching the stream, and you didn't think of how, like, you didn't realize how cool this community is. This is a great example. Um, we are, there's such a tight-knit community here that is not closed off to new people joining it, which I think is one of the really cool parts about Dark Age of Camelot, is that there's so many people that are willing to open their arms up to returning players, to new players, and treat them like they've known, they've known them for years. And then there are situations like this where... Uh, folks knew each other from 10 plus years ago ran with each other and have now found each other on the stream that's pretty cool and i think i've got a i've got a log somewhere of it i stopped keeping count like a month ago it's it's a text file somewhere on my, my my desktop i think but i've got i think there's been like 25 or 26 people who have who have resubbed to the game i don't know if they've stuck around but they've resubbed to the game because of the stream because of watching the gameplay or at least those are the ones that have reached out to me and said, hey, I resubbed because of you, which is super cool. Anyway, that's awesome, guys. I'm glad that you got there's a little reunion here. That's really neat. Um, ZZX says make, make a HTML node.js that makes it into a map that. So that is where uh, uh, Eric's help is going to come in, come in handy. Well, Eric has been enormously helpful, but um, but apparently he has some experience doing this. And so I am, in fact, the plan is to make a Realm War map. So that's the next step. The first step is to build the Discord bot that people can load in, like the official channel, and that people in Discord can load in and get it in their own, like, guild and alliance discords. Uh, so they get, like, real-time alerts as to when stuff is taken and get, like, kind of a status update. There are some things that I am not going to incorporate, features that I'm not going to incorporate because they would be super unfair for me to, like, public, for, for me to publish to the public without being logged into the game. But that's like the next step. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Look, um, again, patreon.com slash ramicmedia. I would encourage you to go and check that out. I think to get in is five bucks a month. There's different tiers and there are benefits that come with those tiers. Um, and to the current Patreon supporters that we have, like you guys just like you rock. You absolutely rock. Um, the community is is ever growing. Uh, Borgio is the latest to join today. Um, and I greatly, greatly appreciate Borgio, um, for being a part of that. He joined us a tier three, which is awesome. Yeah. They just, the, the list keeps growing. So definitely worth it. And it funds a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, Siambra and Pronder. Thank you guys for being beer crew members. That's the highest level of support for the channel. It's amazing. Borgio and, and Beeb. Thank you guys for being tier three. Warms my heart. Thank you guys so, so much for helping. Bellamar, Gods, Ollie, Veneer, and Keed. Thank you guys so, so much for the support. That is amazing. So, and if you are not in my Discord, join the Discord. It's the very least you can do. You get in, you be a part of the community. You can be one of those people that helps answer questions. Sometimes we get new folks that come in that are completely lost. They need help. 
And if you're not in a position, which a lot of us in this world are not right now to support somebody else's work, do the thing that is like amazing by going in and helping other people in the game that are starting out. Use your knowledge. Spread the word about the channel so we can get more people to come back to the game. That's a great way of doing this, too. Right. Even if you're not in a position to do anything else, spreading the word and getting into Discord, whether it's mine, the official one and helping people out. It's the way to do it for sure. I really appreciate you guys tuning in for this state of the game. Um, it'll be on YouTube uh, later tonight, or early tomorrow morning. Um, I'll also post it for Patreon supporters, too, so you guys get uh, a link and you can watch it again. Um, and we'll do the next one next next Tuesday. Uh, after the duo stream of Bammers. And if you guys have questions, you can always submit them ahead of time. All right, that's it for me tonight. Until next time, be safe, wear a mask. Take care of everybody in this crazy world around you. Please look out for everybody else. They need it. Have a great night, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao.